0: What's up, everyone? This is episode 035, Friday 15. Let me tell you a story. One, two, three, go. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host Karthik. Hey there! What's up? Welcome back to the Design of Thinking podcast. Uh, this is the Friday Fifteen class, and I'm your teacher for the next few minutes, Karthik. This episode is going to be the last episode in 2016. And for those of you listening to this episode uh, as soon as it's published, you are probably listening to this in the last day of 2016. No matter when, if you are a product manager or making products as an entrepreneur, you probably are thinking about a bunch of things to do for the next year. There's a term that gets used a lot when it comes to talking about product's future, the roadmap. We can actually imagine the roadmap to be more like a to-do list for your product. In other words, it represents a list of things that you plan to do for your product in the foreseeable future, right? It's not exactly a to-do list, but... Let's keep it that way for at least for the next uh, minute or two. So, if we can imagine it to be a to-do list, just imagine how it would be for others to take a look at your domestic to-do list. Vacuum the house, buy groceries, get an appointment with a dentist, plan for a kid's party, the list goes on. But now imagine that you had to get someone to help you complete your domestic to-do list for no charge. Wouldn't that be really tough? Partly because the list is just a list of uh, different random stuff without any context or any any sort of incentive in terms of what one would get if they would help you complete that list. This is exactly the case with your product's roadmap. In order to get your team rallying behind your product plans, it's important for the roadmap to be compelling enough. It should be compelling enough to uh, help all your stakeholders keep engaged throughout the product's life cycle. But before we went on any further, I'd like to give some love to today's sponsor, ConvertKit. I wrote an ebook back in February of 2016 and switched to ConvertKit from another email provider. Having posted my ebook in Gumroad, I found ConvertKit's integration with Gumroad, the autoresponders and sequences automation triggers so very helpful in segmenting my audience and also growing my audience from literally zero to over a thousand in less than four months. ConvertKit's integration with Zapier and the extended integration with tools like UserVoice, Trello, Asana and many other products, project and customer feedback apps makes it the best tool for product managers and makers. Go to designyourthinking.com slash Kit to sign up for Kit and you get the first month free for being a designer thinking podcast listener. Start to engage with your users and customers like never before. Speaking of life cycle, products like human beings have a life cycle and are driven by a purpose. Products are built to carry out a mission that is aligned to a company's vision. But more often, we see product managers spend a lot of time On product roadmaps by lining up features for six months one year two years and beyond how useful are these roadmaps going to be given that the markets are going to change customers needs are going to change and sometimes the products position in the lifecycle itself could change the product roadmap is a story and you would be better off focusing on the story of your product than just a bunch of features lined across a bunch of time timelines. All right, before we went too further with this conversation, let's define what a product's lifecycle is. A product's lifecycle can be defined from multiple perspectives. You can look define it from an engineering standpoint, a business standpoint, a design standpoint... But for our conversation, let's take the business perspective. From a sales and revenue perspective, a product broadly goes through four stages in its life cycle. It gets introduced, the introduction stage. It grows, the growth stage. And there is a point when the product matures in the market. It's a maturity stage. And finally, there is a point when the product starts to decline, which is the decline phase. So in each of these stages, a product manager would handle the product very differently. For example, in the introduction stage, the product manager would be looking to focus on the right growing market, prioritizing the right set of features, uh, balancing well between feature, you know, we call it feature depth versus feature breadth, and so many other things. Now, during the growth phase though, the product manager or the product team would mostly try and focus on features that will have the most impact on growth, depending on how growth is measured for you or your product and your company. It could be number of users, revenue, just as examples, I'm quoting a couple of them. Now, similarly, the, fo- the focus of the product manager, again, would be very dif- different in the times of maturity and decline stages of the product's life cycle. And since we also talked about people, it's time we talked about the stakeholders and their interests. The product stakeholders like, you know, customers, users, top management in the company, sales, marketing, and others have different sets of interests in the product. For example, a salesperson would be more interested in knowing the features and capabilities of the product that can, you know, help increase sales. Now, customers would perhaps be more interested in the product's pricing and usefulness. Top management in the company would be more interested in the business the product helps, uh, you know, generate and grow. A feature roadmap doesn't really serve any purpose for all these stakeholders. In fact, I would argue that a roadmap itself doesn't help at all, no matter it is defined as features or themes or whatever. But if we took a leap from the world of storytelling, I'd like to think of a compelling roadmap as one that tells a good story. Stories that can be narrated along a timeline. This way, a product roadmap can be replaced by a product story. Yeah, it's like uh, indeed storytelling exercise, right? Because features mean nothing uh, to even your customers, but they do care about how your product is going to help them. Telling your product story starts with knowing your company's purpose and vision. What mission is your company on? Every time you make a presentation to your management, the board, your engineers, or your customers, tell them your product's story. Narrate to them everything that happened to the product since they heard your story last. What you did, what, how, how did it impact, who did it impact? What were the struggles you went through? What are the successes you saw? Tell your audience how the story would unfold in the coming months. How can they be a part of the story? Everyone wants to be a part of your story. So remember, use the power of storytelling and this is going to be the best way you can actually get your end, your audience involved in your product's roadmap. You can tell your product story in multiple ways, but here are some ways that I can help you to get started. First, record a video of yourself talking with intermittent whiteboarding. Create whiteboard videos. You can create cartoon strips episodes you can write a one pager now recording a video with uh, intermittent whiteboarding really is useful because it both captures your emotion and it also captures what your mind is is thinking uh, in the way you're representing in the whiteboard Second, a, a bunch of whiteboard videos is something I've seen a lot of product makers uh, use because that again helps convey the thought to your end users pictorially. And there are a lot of software available today to actually go and you know do these whiteboard videos. You don't really need to do it, do them yourself on a, on a whiteboard. Uh, using cartoon strips is a great way of doing it. Uh, if, you're, um, if your audience is somebody who's going to love cartoons, I think you should just go ahead and try some cartoon strips because these are, again, if you're great at drawing, great. Otherwise, there are a lot of software, again, available for you to generate cartoon strips uh, episodes. Um, and finally, a wide, uh, a one-pager. I'm a big fan of writing one-pager. So uh, go ahead and start to take a pay- take a piece of paper and write down your product story in a you know single page that gives you a great way of crystallizing your thoughts and ideas around your product and its future you can embed these videos in blog posts you can embed these uh, uh you know story strips uh, the cartoon strips in newsletters emails and use them in presentations that you make to your management and customers if you have community managers managing customer communities, it will be a great idea to share with them as well. And of course, if you're in a bigger company, it'll be a great idea for you to have to grow uh, an internal community of product storytellers who can tell your product's story to many others. Alright, I hope this has given you an idea how uh, as to how you can make your product roadmaps interactive using stories. Give this a thought and you are sure to see a lot of positives. For one, it's definitely going to make your product roadmap look so much different and feel so much different than the drab set of feature lists that you usually have. And of course, the big thing that I see is you get your stakeholders so emotionally involved with your product's journey. And of course, because of this emotional involvement, you are going to see that people are going to communicate with you more effectively and get more involved with the uh, shortcomings of your product and also give you feedback more effectively. And finally, it also opens up people's imagination to give you, you know, interesting new product ideas. So, stories are fun. So, please go ahead, try uh, using stories for your roadmaps and I'm sure you're going to have fun along the way. Alright, that's all I have for today. You can find the show notes at designyourthinking.com slash episode 035. And if you like listening to this episode, do subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast and leave me a rating and review in the iTunes store by heading over to designyourthinking.com slash iTunes. You can find a link to my ebook and a couple of links to uh, articles on the same topic in the show notes as well. And also, if you'd like to take action and participate, do jump onto my newsletter by heading over to designyourthinking.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. You'll find a place where you can give me your email address do that and i'll see you in your inbox very soon all right till i see you in the next episode stay tuned stay inspired keep pushing cheers love you all thanks for listening to the design your Thinking podcast subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com